Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss employee retention and recruitment, in particular, a tool called SWAT. 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 It, it sounds violent. It is not. <laughs> it, well, that's good. We it can be a little painful if you're facing some truths, but SWAT is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. SWAT. SWAT. So we're going to SWAT our workforce? We're going to SWAT our workforce. <laughs> <laughs> and even though I came from Catholic school, that is not what we're talking about. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so I've been saying that employee retention and recruitment has a lot to do with your brand and a lot to do with your reputation within the community, within the industry, and that if you know who you are, you know who you want to recruit, and you know who your employees are and how to retain them. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. Today we're talking about SWAT, and that is we are going to sit back and analyze who we are, what we do, and why we do it. In our community and as ourself as an organization. Yes, so we're gonna look at our company, our company in our local community, the leadership, the employees, the compensation, because nobody's volunteering, and also the work environment. So I see why you mentioned the word painful. This reminds me of a joke I pull on people all the time that they're suffering from post-self-realization depression. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that is a thing. (laughs) Well, it could be. So let's let's do this. So this is a thing we can do in a spreadsheet. This is a thing we can do on a whiteboard. You and I can do everything on the whiteboard. Put Miles and I in front of a whiteboard and look out. But, uh, yeah, it, you just need a piece of paper, or you can go on pmpa.org forward slash SWOT, S-W-O-T, and I've got a template there that you can go ahead and fill it in on Excel. Um, but, yeah, piece of paper, four columns, label it strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So strengths is pretty self-explanatory. What are the strengths? What are you good at? What is the thing that even makes you your niche, makes you better than your competitor or the within the industry? Well, within the industry, but uh, again, you were talking about if we're looking at recruiting and in the community, I do want to be the preferred employer. Right. I want people to come say, boy, I want to work for that guy, right? Right. I don't, I don't want to say, uh, I got nothing better to do. I, I'll go grab a check off of these bums, right? So I want to be preferred. So what are the strengths that we should look at to be a preferred employer? Well, and it's what are your strengths now? So you want to become that preferred employer. If you're not already, you might already be. That may, that may come out after your SWOT analysis. But you have to truly look at what your strengths are, not what you hope for them to be. There's a spot for that. We have a column 
for what you hope for them to be, but what are your strengths now? So we're getting pretty close to that post self-realization <laughs> depression, <laughs> which you don't have a column for. The the strengths part, yeah, will make you smile. So and you may have more than you think too. Well, so walk us through this. So a company, let's be honest, and because um, if if we're not honest, it's just science fiction and. We're not paying a lot for Ooh. science fiction these days. Let me hit the other three first, and then we can go through all the different questions you should be asking yourself to go through the SWOT analysis. So you, Perfect. You got your strengths, you got your weaknesses. Right. And you, you've really you got to be honest with yourself, or the effort is futile. You've got to know where your weakness is. And it'd be nice to think that you don't have any, but <laughs> reality is there's a weakness somewhere. Maybe it's a weak weakness, but there's weaknesses somewhere. And then there's the opportunities. So that's where you can look and see where your strengths could be. What are the opportunities? What's out there that could help us grow as a business, grow your brand, grow your employees? And then there's the threats, very real threats. I mean, one of them right now is COVID. So there are threats out there as well. And in order to list these, came up with a bunch of different questions that you can ask yourself to and then figure out what column to put it under so you were talking about the company in general right so what are some of the things you think that we need to think about when we're thinking about the the business itself well it, it's difficult for me because you know in in MB, mba world it's like well what's return on investment and what's return on equity and <laughs> da, 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 da. but but i mean from a from a pragmatic standpoint, is my company growing? Is is it growing? Is it just you know at kind of a equilibrium, or is it declining? We do a monthly business trends report, and uh, you know last month not a single shop reported less than forty hours scheduled for work. Typically, there's one or two shops that are you know scheduling. 36 hours is full time. They don't have enough work for 40 hours. Um, just one or two, but you know, last month everybody was 40 hours and 20% of them were over 45. So there's a lot of overtime. Uh, so is, is your shop growing uh, from a point of, of business? Because if you're not growing, <laughs> what are you worried about work for? Right, then you're fine. But, and you bring up, bring up a great point, the shop, is it growing? How about the industry? You gotta look at the industry too. Is the, the industry growing? Is it stagnant? Is it declining? And then you've also got your, your competitors, the competitive industries, how are they? Because those are gonna affect your business as well. So a lot of people might think that additive manufacturing is competing in our space mm -hmm. and I would acknowledge grudgingly that there are some parts that you absolutely can make with additive process that you can't make using subtractive machining technologies. But I would also tell you that those parts are not in mass production. <laughs> those are, you know, pretty much artsy and craftsy projects, one-offs like prosthetics for a particular human. So I don't see threats to our industry our industry transitioned from being screw machines to now being production machining and more CNC, but I don't really see an industry threat right now. 
Well, and then another thing when you're talking about industries are look at the industry, the workspace you're in. Which industries are you serving? Are you serving one, two, three? Do you have a variety? And we all know diversifying is the way to go, but where are you right now? Right. And so uh, do you have the right customers? But, but more important, do you have the right markets for those customers? Because if they're all on binge, if they're all binging together, you, you need more people, more equipment than if some were up and some were down and you, your capacity is in the sweet spot. There's a lot of things to consider when you're doing that. Here's another thing, physical location. So where are you? Are you out in the middle of nowhere and there's nowhere for your employees to live? Are you easy to get to on a bus route? Or is there a way for your employees to get to your location? And that location itself, is it safe? Is it unsafe? This could be something that a potential or current employee could look at and say, you know what, I don't want to walk into this neighborhood every day. Or I love walking into this building. It's just, it's got that feel good to it. Yeah, I, one of the things that I do when I walk into a shop is if my daughter got a job there, would I be happy for both the shop owner and my daughter, right? That's I mean, right. What you know, a perfect litmus test. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Would you send your kid there? The, the interesting thing, though, about you said, you know, are you out in the middle of nowhere? Uh, that's really interesting to me because oftentimes that's where the talent is. It could be. There, there could be the talent. So... I'm from the steel industry, and in the old old days when Nucor first started, there was this joke we had in the traditional steel industry that the way you cited a new Nucor plant was you'd fly into a major city, you'd drive out until you couldn't get FM radio anymore, and that's where Nucor would build their plant. I mean, there's some, they're out in the middle of nowhere, but it made perfect sense. They captured all the scrap in that area the people in that area, they became the preferred employer and they paid for performance. And, you know, <laughs> they're now the top recycler in the United States of America. And Nucor, PMPA member, Nucor Steel. Well, and that brings up an excellent point too. How many times have you seen the town build up around the steel mill? So, you know, there's, there's all kinds of location, location, location. Where you are makes a difference, right. and if, if you can get the people there, if they want to be there, or if you're big enough to build around, hey, that'd be great too. So I guess the one thing we didn't talk about about your company as, as an indicator is, do your current employees like it? I mean, right. how long have they been there? What's their turnover? You know, a lot of our PMPA member shops, I, I just saw somebody, t the company itself is 40 years old, you know, I just saw, you know, somebody, you know, 52 years on the job. Uh, <laughs> low turnover. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, okay, so let's jump into employees. Look at your employees. And are they proud? Are they ashamed? Are they indifferent about what they do, about where they work? And you had brought up a great point one day. Do they recommend this job to friends and family. Right. Because if they're proud of what they do and they right. like where they work, they're going to say, hey, Cousin Joe, guess what? I, they're hiring. You want to come over here. And, you know, that's an interesting point for us as managers, for us as leaders. So in the 
in the days of black and white TV, when I came of age, there were very strong policies against hiring family, nepotism, oh. friends. And yet that's probably, you know, our best. These people already know you're thriving. They know that you're pleased with your experience with this company. They know that you enjoy making things that make a difference. And yet we've got a policy that says, oh, no, you're a friend of Joe's. We can't hire you. You're a cousin. We can't hire you. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Talk about a built-in recommendation. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> so, so even though this is an exercise about brainstorming mm -hmm. the forces that impact our ability to attract and recruit and retain workforce, there's still an opportunity to reflect on our policies and are they aligned with what we're trying to do now? That's a great point. That is a great point. So if we're still talking about employees, then are there job opportunities? Do they have career opportunities? Folks, or if is you're it listening to this, quiet, Carly, hey. be quiet. Hey. If you're listening to this, there are career opportunities in precision machining. There are career opportunities in manufacturing in North America. And these are great careers. These are careers that you would want to have yourself. You would have, want your children to have. This is, this is a big deal. Now, what were you saying? Well, we know that, Miles. <laughs> we're talking about SWAT right now. But I'm going to bring you back okay. to the conversation. Well, I'm coming back. And it's something you have to look at. Is it a are you offering jobs or are you offering a career? Are you offering advancement? Are you offering training in-house? Or is there no training at all? Is there um, outsourced training? Is there, are the positions stable? Are they unstable? Is it all temporary? Is it all part-time? Is it full-time? All of these things are going to factor into how your employee looks and feels about your company. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. All I could say is if the answer to any of those is no, you're probably not sustainable as a business because our performers are the ones that are really making the difference. So if any of the answers are no, then it's coming up in the weaknesses. And guess what that becomes? An opportunity. Very good. So you get a chance to take that weakness and turn it into an opportunity. Because if you are still open and those are still no's, according to Miles, and he's probably right because Miles is always right, you're probably not going to be open for long. So if those are in the no columns, you can turn those into your strengths eventually. But you got to know about it. you got to be aware of You've it. And that's what aware. this exercise will do. It'll make you sit back and look and say, you know what? This isn't the way it should be. This is the way it could be. And we're just going to touch quick on compensation because that's going to be part of it. You really do need to look at your wages for the area. We have the wage report. You want to talk about that for a second? Sure. So PMPA does an annual shop hourly wage survey. We get uh, anywhere from 75 to over 100 shops participate. We capture the hourly wage data for every position in, in our shops. Uh, and then we're able to sort them by um, shop size based on sales, number of employees. Uh, we're able to provide a real indicator of the industry wage for a level of skill and talent. So you want to make sure that your wages are competitive because 
if you are a preferred employer, employer, odds are good, your wage, your pay is good. And the work environment, it needs to be safe. But you need to look at your work environment. Do the employees feel safe? Is the work challenging? Or is it boring, repetitive work? Are there permanent positions? Are there temporary positions? Shift opportunities? Um, desirable hours? Is, there, is it a team environment? There's all kinds of aspects that you can look at your business and decide if you are who you want to be and if your brand actually conveys that feeling, that message, that culture that you're building. The other things you want to look at, and I'm just going to gloss over them because you and I could talk forever on this stuff, is leadership, it's how the company is in the local community. We actually, if you go on pmpa.org forward slash SWAT, in that, with that sheet is a list of all kinds of factors that you can consider when building this. And those are just samples. I mean, you might have something else, but the trick of it is to look at your company honestly. And this can be done by an individual. It could be done individually and then all grouped together. Consolidated. And, or it could be done as a group exercise. So there's a lot of ways that you can do this. And you also don't want to do this once. Like in a year or two, you want to revisit it and see if your weaknesses have turned into strengths if those threats have become opportunities. There, there could be a lot, of, if it's exactly the same, two, three years in a row, you've wasted your time. <laughs> or you're so perfect you didn't need to do it to begin with, but. Yeah, well, we've seen a couple shops that could be pushing against that ceiling, but uh, there would be the first to tell you how many things they still need to do. I was going to say, then they're very good at identifying weaknesses and, and turning them into opportunities. They are, and they'll tell you, oh, Miles, you have no idea. And then they'll show me all the things they think they're behind on. And I'm like, you guys are best, best, in, best in business. Well, I, I think it's interesting, and I think it's important that we did save leadership for last because that joke I made earlier about post-self-realization depression, uh, our organizations are a reflection of our leadership. Our organizations are a reflection of our culture. And so um, this, is, this is soul work. This is not just an easy tick the boxes and mommy give me a you know, lollipop, I did my homework. This is gonna require some reflection, some thoughtfulness, and it's gonna require some commitment because just because you've done the analysis doesn't mean it's going to be fixed. Someone has to accept responsibility to recognize the changes that have been identified as needed and put together a team and a process to make it, make it so. Yeah, words on paper, they require yeah. the action. Yeah. And they require strong leadership. And like you said, a real self-realization of what kind of leadership, not just the owners, not just the upper management, but middle managers, foremen, lead men. There's a lot of leadership positions within the company. And are they encouraging? Are they reflecting your culture? Are they reflecting your values? Well, we could do a podcast on... <laughs> who's responsible for culture in our companies too. We should put that on the list. We'll put that on the list. We'll put, that's an opportunity under uh -huh. O for See? opportunity. <laughs>
Thank you, Carly. That wraps up our podcast today on employee retention and recruitment using the SWOT analysis tool. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org slash SWOT, S-W-O-T, where you can also search for other information as well as get the resources Carly mentioned. Yes, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast because you don't want to miss one. And if you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, why aren't you? Be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership important, Carly? Because Because we we are are better better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.